Hi, this is Jay Baer of Convince and Convert Consulting, and welcome to the new Content Experience Show. Content Experience is the new content marketing. It's not only about reaching audiences where they are, but engaging them with personalized, useful content that matters. On the Content Experience Show, we share strategies, tips, and real-world examples of how leaders are taking their content marketing to the next level. Now, here's your hosts, Randy Frisch from Uberflip and Anna Harak from Convince and Convert Consulting. Hey, Anna, how's it going? Knock, knock. Who's there? All right, to be honest, I don't even have a follow-up to this, but our guests today are filled with jokes, they're filled with humor, and they will be way funnier than any knock-knock joke I may remember from my childhood. But you know, that's the thing, we, we always remember jokes, right? You know, yeah. we try to remember the jokes, nail the punchline. But these two really nail punchlines, and they, they nail bringing humor into brands. And that's, that's what we're going to unpack over the next 30 minutes together with all of our listeners. What did, what did you think? I mean, you know, have you had any clients that you've gotten to work with where you've been able to bring humor in? Yeah, I think in terms of, you know, especially when in the past I was really involved in website redesigns, it was a nice opportunity to kind of reposition them, bring in some levity, which Ali and Lindsay talk about a lot as a way to use humor, which I love, um, you know, or just even make things a little bit less serious, a little bit less heavy. I mean, there a lot of times we don't even realize how our content comes across until somebody else looks at it or somebody else reads it and we're like, oh, that's really dry. Yeah. I, I you know, you're so right. I, I think at Uberflip where, where I spend our day to day, we, we built part of our brand and part of our identity to include the concept of being a little cheeky, right? You, yeah. you look at our brand, first of all, our brand color is pink or technically. Hot pink. Yeah. You can't, and, and we have a smiley face as part of our logo. So you know that we're going to have a little bit of fun with ourselves. Uh, and we try and do that on a regular basis. But it's, it's hard to be consistent. And, and yeah. I think that's, that was one of the takeaways I had today is you have to decide who you are and you have to try and continue to stick with that approach day in and day out. Yeah. One of the things that I love is that Allie and Lindsay absolutely tied all of the humor um, branding and all of the, the, the humor that they bring to their clients back to strategy. I mean, that's the key to being funny, to bringing in humor, to bringing in that, that lightness is it has to be strategic. You can't just be super serious one day and then put out a crazy savage tweet the next. It doesn't work that way. You have to be consistent. It has to be part of your values, part of who you are, part of your brand core. Absolutely. It's, it's fine. I mean, at the very end, uh, you know, without ruining the end of the podcast, you know, we talk about who some of our favorite comedians are. So you can stick around and listen to that. But when you think about some of these comedians, they're consistent as well, right? Whether yeah. you know, they're on a TV show or whether they're doing their stand-up bit, or whether they're on that interview circuit, you know, to promote that next big gig they have, it's that consistent punch of humor and they find ways to intertwine it. You know, it may not be who they are off camera all the time, but when they're on camera, and I think when our brands are on camera, we got to decide what, what level of humor we can bring in on a regular basis if it is appropriate. And, and this podcast really unpacks a cool way of looking at that with a couple of fun case studies too. And we'll let people listen to those. Let's roll this week's episode of the Connex Podcast. <music> Thank you. 
Ali and Lindsay, thank you so much. I, I don't know about the two of you, how you play off of each other like this all the time, because Anna and I are both feeling pressured to make this a very funny episode. Uh, and, and maybe you can help everyone understand why we feel that pressure. What is Obedient Agency and, and how did the two of you get together in the first place? So uh, good thing we have a whole uh, list of jokes prepared for you guys. <laughs> um, so we are, a, uh, we are a branding agency that specializes in fun and humor. And so when we are working with clients, our goal is to get them attention, make them memorable, make them engaging. And uh, one of the devices we utilize is levity and, and uh, feel good and positive branding and marketing. Anything else, Lynn? Yeah. I mean, so that's sort of our favorite tactic and core strategy is um, differentiating and delighting no matter what we do. I love that. So how do you, how did the two of you get into this? Like give us the, the story because, you know, first off, everyone thinks they're funny, but when you make a career of it, you better actually be funny, right? Yeah. Well, and you know, not to jump right into it, but there's funny is in the eye of the beholder, right? So it's all about the audience. Something that's funny to one audience isn't going to be funny to another audience. So that's, you just have to speak to them, I guess. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> to take the pressure away. Yeah. There, you go, there you go. I like it. I like it. But, but did you, did each of you study comedy where you, where you like, you know, love the second city SNL type of characters, you know, where do you get your inspiration? So, so I'm Lindsay just to differentiate the yeah, voices yeah. and my background, I was a copywriter for about eight years running my own copywriting shop. Um, before starting Obedient. So I'm a writer and had always paid attention to the projects where they let me be more conversational and sort of push the edge and have more fun with it and how successful that was for them. And so I started eventually only taking clients that wanted to break from the pack, I guess. And then in terms of comedy, we both studied um, improv at IO here in Chicago and I was a sketch writer. I put some sketch shows up there. And so the whole, whole thing sort of like culminated in terms of creating an agency. And so you want to say your side? Yeah. It yeah. sort of all comes together. So my background, uh, similar but different. And so I started out, I, I worked in the consulting space. And, and then I worked at a startup. And I was uh, overseeing the branding and marketing for this company. And I was developing the really any, any customer touch point. So developing the brand's persona, personality, how are we engaging with our clients? How are we getting them to be excited about who we are and what we do? And the, the, I guess the tactic I took and I found the most effective was when we were, uh, when we were deploying something fun and humor, humorous, it, I think it did so much heavy lifting for the brand. It made us memorable. It, it made us sound different than other people in our industry. It was just a really compelling and engaging way to, to speak to the audience and to have them interact back with us. And so that was my background was a little bit more in like brand strategy. And, and then I went on my own for about, I think five years I was on my own and I was developing content and programming. And, and at the time I didn't really my specialty wasn't, I wasn't thinking of my specialty as fun and humor, but that was what I was always gravitating toward. That's what I was always pushing because it was, it just felt the best for every person in the process. I enjoyed it the most. The clients enjoyed it. The consumers reacted and responded to it the most, um, in the best light. And so, I mean, we've been friends for a really long time and we were, I guess, just both riffing about this thing that we did and finding that the common thread was 
creating fun, feel good, memorable messaging and brand experiences. And we're like, Oh, why don't we just build an entire agency <laughs> around that idea and leave all the other stuff that we don't love or we don't think uh, is effective or interesting behind. So yeah. that's how obedient was formed is we just said, Hey, we're best friends. We love doing everything together. Let's, let's work together too. <laughs> Seal the deal. I mean, it, it's also a huge benefit that you work with like your friend because that makes things just so much easier in general. But I also love that you immediately went to making people feel happy and going to the fun side because there have been, I mean, there've been so many studies, endless studies about just how brands and can elicit emotion and how that really sticks and that really resonates. And I also love that at the top of the podcast, you went immediately to the different types of funny. And this is something that I also use with brands when I start to help them develop their voice and tone is I actually literally start off with helping them understand the gray area in words by using the example of funny because there's slapstick funny, there's sarcastic funny, there's witty, there's punny. I mean, there's, there are a million different shades of funny. So how do you help guide brands towards which one is right for them? So we have a, uh, what do you want to call it? A, a graph? A, like a, well, we call it a, a phonogram. <laughs> <laughs> so for, yep. It's 12-sided, which is a, it's a 12-sided <laughs> shape that it's like a, a grid. It's like a grid and a graph rolled into one. <laughs> We're really selling this, aren't we? But the point is, it's an internal process. The point is that we, um, we believe that different shades of fun and humor elicit different reactions in somebody. So depending on what a client's audience needs to know and feel in order to act or engage or just have better brand awareness, um, based off of the, the goals of the brand themselves. So we'll sort of dig around and be like, okay, so if you were, so self-deprecation, for example, like when someone's self-deprecating, it sort of endears you to them. Um, it makes you feel maybe a little bit superior to them. So there's all these different, you know, there's someone is savage, you sort of respect them or you're, it's aspirational or you want to be more like them. So we've, there's all these different ways that we think fun can work in the world. And mm -hmm. so we'll, we'll work from audience and goals backwards a little bit. Mm -hmm. Nice. Like that. I, I'm curious on, on something, you know, and, and I, I've had marketers, including myself at times, wonder this. Um, and, and you both explained this really well, that you wanted to focus on the work that was more humorous, more lighthearted, um, you know, funny in the eyes of the beholder, as we said earlier. Can a brand do that just occasionally, or does a brand have to commit to say, we are a funny brand and we're going to do everything funny? Essentially, can, can we do it? from time to time or should it be consistent? Well, I think with any brand, they should have a, a consistent and cohesive experience because ultimately you are trying to build trust in your consumer. And if you think of uh, a relationship you have with a person is, I think what, what starts to develop a strong relationship with another human is you feel like you know them, you understand them, you know what to expect, you know what you're gonna get. It builds trust, it builds expectation, it builds loyalty. And so similar to that, when a brand is developing any personality, there should be a through line. I should, I should know what I'm gonna, at least some version of you that I'm gonna get when I experience you on any medium and platform. So when it comes, but when it comes to layering out a really strong personality that is maybe fun or humorous, I, I think that there should be a through line through everything you do, but you can definitely flex different characteristics and aspects of your personality. Maybe you're more loosey goosey on social. Maybe you are a little bit more dry and uh, direct on email marketing. Maybe you're, you're, you're more, more brevity on your website, like whatever that looks like, I think you can 
you can shift and, and there could be sh different shades that you showcase, but the through line, you should have a really consistent, cohesive personality in every arena. Yeah, I like that. I, Anna, what do you often see? I mean, Convince and Convert obviously helps a lot of different brands with, you know, different channels, right? And I, I, and I like the way you just phrased that, Ali, this idea, you know, what medium are you on? You know, do you kind of experiment sometimes on different channels and bring in a group like Obedient maybe to, to help on, you know, define a channel strategy? Um, I mean, I definitely would love to. I mean, this is, I'm, <laughs> I'm loving this conversation, especially just background in, in voice and tone and branding and agree that um, the through line, I love that explanation because yeah, if you, if you kind of just do it on occasion, it feels random. It doesn't feel really genuine. It's sort of just odd and, or you take the chance of, of failing spectacularly. I mean, there have been so many instances of, poor brands trying to do something hilarious and it just belly flops and it, and the whole world gets to pick it apart in public. Yeah. Cause you haven't earned. So if you're, if people don't really understand you or don't know you or don't feel endeared to you in some way, you haven't earned the right to play or do something drastic and, and dramatically different than what they're maybe accustomed to. So I think that that's why consistency is so important um, but yeah, we do, we have clients where we'll have like one, you know, a very distinct personality across most of their channels. And then we might go harder in the paint on social. And so really be able to try something new and dip our toe in the water and do something a little bit more outrageous or edgy or unexpected or whatever that looks like for them. So that's really fun because that's when we get to really play and test things out so that we can start to shift their brand in different directions. I, I feel like it's, it's like the most obvious example but i feel like exactly like wendy's right like if they like their their brand commercials are super like we're farm fresh and we're amazing and you're gonna love us and we're a corporation but then their social is like savage but if they were to just do that on occasion they would just be jerks yeah but because they're consistently savage it's funny <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, love I mean i liked your your point earlier about randomly deciding to be funny i feel like that's a uh, mistake brands make on social media and you can just always tell when they just randomly are like panicking and they're just going to repost a meme or they're trying to make something that's sort of in the zeitgeist right now fit what they're saying mm -hmm. out of the blue and a thing we say often is like we don't want to be it's not humor for humor's sake or like funny for funny's sake it has to be tied to a deeper strategy and I feel like we it's easy to see who's just like winging it or being like throwing something that they think is pop culture -y onto a caption and you're like this doesn't Whoa. really drive your message forward and this doesn't sound like you you're just like queso am i right and you're like what <laughs> yeah, yeah no, i i think we can all envision those brands so what i what i want to do though i want to dig into a couple of brands where you have done some work where they they really built it into the strategy as you said we're going to do that after the break but just to leave everyone on a cliffhanger we're going to talk about two brands, one that is fertility-based and then one is nuts-based, but both have nothing to do with this thing <laughs> we're talking about. So we'll be right back here on the Connex podcast. Hi, friends. This is Jay Baer from Convince and Convert, reminding you that this show, the Connex Show podcast, is brought to you by Uberflip, the number one content experience platform. Do you ever wonder how content experience affects your marketing results? Well, you can find out in the first ever content experience report, where Uberflip uncovers eight data science-backed insights to boost your content engagement and your conversions. It's a killer report, and you do not want to miss it. Get your free copy right now at uberflip.com slash connex show report. That's uberflip.com slash connex show report. And the show is also brought to you by 
our team at Convince and Convert Consulting. If you've got a terrific content marketing program, but you want to take it to the very next level, we can help. Convince and Convert works with the world's most iconic brands to increase the effectiveness of their content marketing, social media marketing, digital marketing, and word of mouth marketing. Find us at convinceandconvert.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Content Experience Show podcast. We are here with Allie and Lindsay. And uh, before the break, Randy uh, went ahead and gave you that nice little clickbaity outro about uh, we're going to talk about two clients, uh, fertility and nuts. So I'm actually, instead of going to try to explain that, going to hand it over to Allie and Lindsay to uh, have them tell you what that means. <laughs> you might be thinking they're the same client, but they're not. They're actually not. Um, so yeah, we, we have such a, a wide range of folks that we work with, and these are two of our favorite uh, recent client projects that we just undertook. And I, I guess I'll talk about the fertility one. Yeah, and I guess I think it's just proof that we have a lot of potential clients say things like, um, there's nothing funny about my industry, there's yeah. nothing funny about my products, like, I don't, you know... I can't use fun and humor. And so these are really good examples. You know, fertility is not something you think of like, Ooh, this is going to be a yeah. joy ride. And then <laughs> we'll get to the next. Well, I mean, typically people associate like infertility with like devastation and struggles and yeah. So, I mean, I'm really curious how you kind of uh, brought some levity to that situation. Yeah. Let's yeah. Start with that. yeah. Well, and I think that's the, that's the part that's was really fun for us is to say, how do you, how do you bring lightness to something without making light of it? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, we're such proponents of that almost any industry can, uh, can be talked about or can be marketed using fun and humor. It's just doing it with respect and doing it with understanding the intended goals of the audience and being, and just, and never losing sight of that um, as you're developing different you know campaigns and aspects of the brand. So the, um, our client, uh, they came to us and she was developing this concept from the ground up. So we really got to be a part of it um, right from its inception. And it was um, fertility consulting. And so that was a big piece of it is that how do we, how do we uh, honor the needs of the audience, knowing that a lot of times people are engaging in the world of fertility and they're scared and they're uncomfortable. And this is uh, maybe attached to a bit of shame and um and just not something that people really want to talk about in public. And so anyway, uh, we got involved and we named her business, which is conceive. Uh, and we, um, and we said, well, how do we like shape this brand in a way that people are going to really react and respond and engage with it? And so, yeah, we, do you want to, yeah. So I think something that happened with conceive that was so nice is the audience segment is for people who, what does she say? Uh, who are thinking about thinking about having a baby. So they probably haven't really experienced infertility yet. So that also, that audience was a little easier to target in this mm-hmm. way. Um, but our, conceived, she just really wanted to speak. She wanted to take the barrier down and be approachable mm-hmm. and have language that wasn't so um, confusing and intimidating. And so humor just has worked really well. Yeah. And so, I mean, it also has allowed us to make on, I mean, on social, she makes some, there's a lot of sexual innuendo. So that ties the nut <laughs> to the second case yeah, that yeah. we'll talk about, but she's, it, the response has been really great. And I think there was just like a sigh of relief from a lot of her new clients that have been like, Oh, like I can talk about this and figure this out in a way that doesn't make it feel like something I want to put off or be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And she also wanted to bring men's health into the spotlight 
um, because it's something that's not talked about a lot, but it's 50% of the equation and yeah. sperm health and all of those things. So we were able to do that in a really fun way. And yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think the, the tone we took with her was, it was very, uh, empathetic, but also very direct and authority driven. So, uh, because it allowed her to, uh, maintain her expertise and, and um, elicit confidence from her audience, but also there was such empathy woven within that when we're making these, you know, playful jokes and 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 having fun with the brand, people still feel very endeared to her, very connected. They they res they respect her, they like her, they trust her, they feel like they know her, and they're like, oh, she gets me, and and so she's talking to me like a human, or she's talking about this thing that I've been uncomfortable to talk about in a way that I can relate to. So that was just really cool to be able to see that develop. Like for example, we her business cards on the front just say "Let's make a baby," so that like just sort of a yeah. I feel like the opt-in says "Put your eggs in our basket." Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. one of my, one of my favorite lines. I think is the about page that says, "Okay, ladies, now let's get in gestation." Nice, <laughs> a Beyonce reference. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, it was really it was really fun. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love tackling sort of tough, awkward topics with humor because it just sort of gets everybody to relax and uh, just be more, uh, I guess, receptive to messages as well. Or it, it makes, you know, it just makes things easier. Right. And it's, it really does stand out because very few people are talking about it in that way. So then that accomplishes, you're like doing good by making people feel better, but also doing good for your business by standing out in that way. So it has like a nice win-win. Yeah. And it's, it's fun. We always say that, uh, humor is very humanizing. So you're able to have conversations that you can't usually otherwise have because humor, it takes the barrier down. It can be a bit disarming in a good way. It, it, it can breed comfort and relatability and, and it is, it's just fresh and different than when other people are seeing it. So it just opens up a whole uh, different type of relationship between a person and a brand when they're interacting, it just feels much more human. I, I like that. I like this one a lot. I, I think, as, as you said, it's it's attacking it from an unexpected angle and and making it comfortable by addressing the uncomfortableness mm -hmm. of, of the conversation. So the the other one that that has to do with nuts and everyone's like, okay, where does the nut come into <laughs> yeah the fertility process? But that's a whole other talk. Yeah. Uh, but but th this other one has to do with with nuts like almond milk. Uh, everyone's like, ah, okay, I got it, I got it. And that was, that's another one where, where I, I would say it's, it's less of a raw approach that I saw on this brand, which I think, am I pronouncing it right? Joy or Joie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Joie. I, I, I went for the target of, of, uh, of, of it, but uh, maybe you can walk me through because, you know, that's one that's probably a much more competitive environment where it's, it's less of an emotional purchase, but you're trying to pull some emotion into the purchase. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this was, so Joy's product is an almond nut base that then you combine with water to make almond milk at home. So the, so it's already a product that people aren't familiar with. So that was one challenge. Um, but the sort of the big value prop for them was that that we sort of dug out for them was that this almond milk is better than what you buy and better than what you make because what you buy in the store has a lot of unnecessary ingredients and chemicals and things. And what you make at home, you sort of, when you make almond milk at home, you throw out the pulp, which is one of the most beneficial parts of the almond. So we had to find a way to sort of say that in mm -hmm. a, in a fun, 
like interesting, compelling way. And the, their new homepage that I don't think is up quite yet says, uh, this might sound nuts, but you've never had almond milk before. And so we're sort of trying to do this thing of like, you've never, you've never received the right benefits from it and you've never tasted it as it's intended with, with like its purity. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we did a lot of other fun stuff with them, but that was sort of how we, how are we going to get someone's attention while also educating them on what this is. And then there's a bunch of really ridiculous things peppered in throughout, but that was like the core. So what I, what I like about both of these examples pulled together is, is you're really establishing in ways what this brand stands for, which, you know, we talked about at the beginning, you know, it's really hard just to throw in humor if that's not part of the brand identity. I'm wondering if you can share how, how your work continues on usually in some of these brands, because both of you, what I love, are, are, are coming from startups in some cases or copywriter roles. You know how important it is to have you know, brand guidelines and, and persona identification and ways that we chat with our audience on a day-in, day-out basis. How do you set up these brands to continue to succeed, in your opinion? Yeah, and well, when we're working with, um, when we're working with any brand, I mean, we, we have a very robust process that we start with. So we are building out their core positioning and uh, then we're building out their, their personality and their persona, their voice, their tone, all of that. And then from there, we're, we're layering on what we consider like, you know, the, the, the proof, right? Which is like any, any, uh, any asset that you see out in the, out in the wild. So you, it could be their social channels. It could be their website. It could be billboards. It could be the, you know, the messaging on their products. And so, um, what we're trying to do along along that way is we're trying to really build out something that they can fully relate to and understand because we're not necessarily going to be involved in every single aspect of their branding moving forward, even though we'd like to be right. <laughs> and we understand that fun and humor can't always be taught. And, and so they might not be able to do exactly what we do. And so what we do is we try to give them a broad understanding of the emotions that we're trying to elicit and what we're trying to evoke in their audience and some specific guidelines around that so that if they do need to take certain components and run with it, they can, they can be pretty much in alignment with what, what we're doing and building. Yeah. But it, um, it can be, it can be a bit tricky because, um, you know, we, we do have to, we, we stay on a bit for as a retainer to, to monitor some of the things that they're doing that maybe we aren't involved in. So we're, we're keeping an eye on their, their social channels. And if they're using uh, AF and they shouldn't be, or like, no, oh, that's cool AF. We're like, oh God, we don't say that as a brand. Or if they're, they're, you know, watering down uh, jokes or they're kind of shifting and changing things, we, we try to monitor it for a little bit just to, to give them guidance and feedback, but, um, and, and we do build out an entire robust uh, delivery guide that, you know, we, we hope can provide some education to them along the way, but it is, but with all that said, I think what has made us good at what we do is that not anyone can do it. And it's, I think it's really hard to, to creating it is very different than teaching someone else to do it on our behalf. And so we can take people so far, but we, we generally can't train people to be obedient employees like that. So we try to get them set up and give them good guidelines, but it, it, yeah, it, it's like, how do we, we want them to succeed. Do we want them to succeed without us? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course yeah. on a lot of levels, right. but a lot of these clients end up being, you know, recurring cause they're like, Oh, we have this new campaign or there's yeah. this new product. Can we do this again? So, you know, it's, it's, both. it's yeah. 
Yeah, no, and my hat's off to you because I, I genuinely, um, same thing, I, I was a, a copywriter background and I think humor, especially for brands, is one of the absolute trickiest things to do and to do it well and tactfully and on brand and on strategy and in alignment with your audiences. Seriously, my hat's off to you both for doing that and especially providing both um, sort of the strategy and the branding and even the support after. Um, for those out there listening who would like to get in contact with you so that they can start to properly incorporate humor into their brand, where can they go to find you? So we are at uh, obedientagency.com or anywhere on the internet, Obedient Agency. Easy nice. crazy. Yep. Yeah. This is awesome. I seriously could talk um, to you both all day, um, but um, we, now that we've gotten to get to know the professional side of you both, it's time to get to know the personal side of you too. And we have some fun questions coming up. So um, we've had some, a lot of fun on this podcast, so let's continue to have more. So everybody stick around and we are going to be right back with some fun questions for Allie and Lindsay. Hey everyone. I wanted to take just a few seconds today to talk to you about Emma. Emma is an email marketing platform that helps you connect with your audience and grow lasting relationships. They're awesome. They offer really intuitive tools to build and automate emails with powerful segmentation and reporting too. And the big difference is they're focused on you. Between their award-winning support and their pro services team, they make sure every customer has success with their email marketing. Seriously, they are amazing. You can learn more and request a demo today at myemma.com slash J is awesome. Again, that's myemma.com slash J is awesome. All right, Ali and Lindsay, we are back here. Final part. Uh, hopefully people were, were laughing, you know, for the first 25 <laughs> minutes or so here. Uh, you know, we, we talked all about comedy today. We talked about keeping things light. I thought to get to know you, we'd, we'd look to some of your inspiration. So I'm curious for each of you, who is a comedian that you adore? You know, the one that if you could go see them do stand up or, you know, watch one of their sitcoms or whatever it is, that's your type of humor for inspiration. So um, <laughs> my, the person that I, so this is Allie, by the way person I love the most, I, I do follow a lot of different comedians and I tend to like a lot of different styles, but the, I love Conan O'Brien more than, more than is even healthy for a stranger <laughs> to love another stranger. I think he is such, he is, he is self-deprecating, but then he is incredibly savage, but yet he is so clever and witty. So and quick. I have never seen a, a mind as quick as his. He builds out these scenarios and stories and worlds and just makes up these wild crazy things and he is just so thoroughly entertaining and i also think i just believe him to be such a kind good person so i just enjoy who he is at his core and then just the amazing comedy he's put out into the world um oh god i would like leave my husband for him and <laughs> that's, that's, that's all right most most of my wife's uh, hall passes are snl uh, yeah, yeah. okay I, I i understand it uh all, all right Lindsay, over to you oh man it's like Favorites is so difficult, mm -hmm. especially when it's like your whole arena. It's but okay. I, I have to do the same with my kids sometimes. So <laughs> I have to choose sometimes. Um, I will like one of the like more recent, like someone I've been enjoying is Hannibal Burris. Mm -hmm. I just feel like he has such a very interesting, dry delivery. I love John Mulaney. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, nice. John Mulaney was going to be mine. 
Really? <laughs> I swear. I, I, I've like, I even Googled it so I could reference the right bit that I love that he does yeah. all the time with the jukebox. Well, you know that one? love him, so you can, oh. he's great. Which is away. What's your favorite bit of his? With the jukebox where he plays the same song over oh. and over. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. It's amazing. Allie would like that. Allie loves pranks and things like that. That causes me <laughs> deep anxiety. His story of just doing it over and over again. And I'm like, they're going to be so mad at you. Yeah. Uh, if people don't know what we're talking about, after you're done listening to this podcast and three more podcasts that we do, then you can go to YouTube or whatever, wherever and, and search John Mulaney. Uh, I think it's like uh, Jukebox. I don't want to ruin what song it is. Just just type jukebox with John <laughs> Mulaney on 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 YouTube and you'll find it. And I, I gotta ask you, what's who's your your go to comedian? Um, Patton Oswalt. He every mm-hmm. single time will make me do like the high pitched, like no audible laugh almost, where it's like you're crying and you're laughing so hard there's like no sound coming out. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. I was I was listening to Conan interview Patton Oswalt on the way here to yeah, guys. that's right. He was actually just on recently. Yeah, he's they're lovely together. Yeah. Oh, oh, love it. Our men, our boys are so. Uh, much- <laughs> Ali, your husband must be very concerned about anyone with red hair. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was gonna say that the, a good John Mulaney bit, or one of my favorites, is when he talks about how when he was in college and he was at a party and he was really drunk and someone said, Hey, is that alcohol or a bottle of perfume? And he slammed the whole thing and he, and he looks at everyone and goes, it was perfume. <laughs> He's got a, he had to be such a maniac when he was younger. Oh, okay. Old stories because of how straight laced he presents himself now with a suit and tie are a riot coming from him. Yeah, he had a cameo at the end of Pete Holmes' show on HBO where he portrayed himself as a total jerk. And I think that was a really, like, he played himself as though John Mulaney behind the scenes is an actual a-hole. And I thought it was, you could tell he was having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Well, thank you both. Thanks, sir, for making us laugh a bit and, and helping remind us that bringing humor into marketing can actually drive to, I think, more connections with our audience. And, and that's what a lot of us as marketers are out to create at the end of the day. So I, I hope everyone will take a look at Obedient Agency, find a need to, to rely on them. As, as you heard it from Lindsay, once you do, they pretty much lock you in. Uh, yeah, to come back for more. They don't. They don't teach you how to be funny. They teach you how to spend. That's the real strategy. Absolutely, well played. It's it sounds like a great growth strategy. Uh, until next time, on behalf of Anna Harak, I'm Randy Frisch. This has been the Content Experience Podcast. You can get it on Spotify, on Google Play, on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you enjoy it, and you can definitely leave us some feedback. Until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to the Content Experience Show. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentexperienceshow.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. That's contentexperienceshow.com. The Content Experience Show is sponsored by Convince and Convert Consulting and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, just go to convinceandconvert.com.